0: To get started, visit plushcare.com weight loss. That's plushcare.com weight loss. The Opinion Line on
1: Cork's 96FM.
0: Been hearing so much lately about long delays at Dublin Airport and flights being cancelled and baggage being lost. Well, today, the representative's of the DAA and our Lingus will appear before the Oroctus Transport Committee to face questions on the recent travel chaos. And joining me now is Senator Jerry Bottimer, who is a member of that Oroctus Committee. Good morning, Jerry.
1: Good morning, Fiona.
0: Jerry, uh, um what kind of questions are going to be put to the DAA and our Lingus this morning?
1: Well this morning Fiona is an important opportunity for us as a committee to first of all engage with Dublin airport authority in to understand their response to the initial if you may remember that that tremendously difficult and awkward and awful first weekend in, in of, of travel uh, and then secondly to see what they've done since <clears throat> and then secondly in tandem with that is to look at the issue of Aer Lingus, which is <clears throat> the airline that is responsible for the majority of flights that are cancelled uh, or or late uh, coming in and out of Ireland, um, in particular around Dublin Airport. Uh, And then the third piece is the whole issue uh, of the baggage and and the ground handsing, because, as you know, the the whole... Peace around hub connectivity and and baggage and luggage lost in transit uh, has spiralled out of control. Uh, Jerry, some of the flights
0: that that were cancelled, especially over the last week, um, they were no fault of the DAA or Aer Lingus even because um, it was
1: an issue at Heathrow Airport. Yes, correct, and 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 there has been, to be fair, uh, a a level of 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 if you like resilience challenging, peace for Aer Lingus and other airlines, uh, not because of 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 the, you know, their own fault. It's because of the whole air traffic control. It's because of COVID uh, illness. It's because of of perhaps overcapacity, and, and part of that is the whole, you know need to find answers around the coming autumn and winter Mm. season and planning for next summer Fiona because I I understand and we all appreciate that post-COVID there was going to be that pent-up demand and nobody I think to be fair could have have foreseen the significant volume of people travelling to the level they did but that then presents a question because you've raised a very good point here around Heathrow, around Manchester, around, you know, um, Amsterdam or or wherever, because now our our airports are becoming points of hub connectivity. Um, and, And so therefore there's a question now in terms of the resilience piece around the autumn and winter. But in the short term, it, it, from Erlingus's perspective, I, I believe they have to answer questions about how they communicated with people, mm. how they posted and informed people, and and if you think about this, we're an island nation. The the vast majority of Erlingus's business uh, is transatlantic. Perhaps from an Irish perspective, and therefore the first impression of Ireland from from tourists coming in from North America has not been a good one. Yeah, you and mentioned there about communication well.
0: and we had uh, a young girl on the f- on the show here about two weeks ago who was stuck in Amsterdam herself and her family and they were due to fly back to Cork and the flight had been cancelled and they had no communication. They were trying to get through to Aer Lingus for hours um, until eventually they got through and they had to um, to travel I think to Brussels and then to London and then back to, to Cork. Um, but to her point was the fact that the communication was so poor that they hadn't been told in advance and they only found out when they arrived at the airport I mean like that kind of carry on can't really as you say like for Irish passengers but as well as that for for tourists and for people with connecting flights it just it's not um, it's not good customer service.
1: No and we've seen too many passengers left stranded or affected by flight cancellations across not just Europe but transatlantic Um, and I accept that there is a global issue with aviation but at the same time Fiona Aer Lingus management know they have a certain number of staff in a given day, there's a standby staff, and it's the the putting in place uh, of an alternative plan that we haven't heard about, we haven't seen. And then, I mean, I can share with you emails that I've got from people who work in Aer Lingus, who've travelled with Aer Lingus, who are completely frustrated, completely, um, you know, underwhelmed by the response and by the working conditions and there's that piece around it that we need to see from Aer because as I say as I said to you we are an island nation Aer and Ryanair are our two major you know carriers of people in and out of the island um, and, and then the question that we have to ask Aer is in terms of and, and then Feeding into a wider piece around the whole issue of our aviation policy is is the need for for regional airports to be supported like Cork. And, and there's two parts to this. Part one is the government, you know, aviation policy, how we can shift the balance towards the regional airports, uh, and then the whole issue around how airports like Cork Airport can continue to benefit uh, from the regional airports program. Yeah, because uh, I was where, actually where just
0: going to ask you there about Cork Airport, because when we spoke about the chaos at Dublin Airport at the start of the summer, we had lots of people contacting the show saying, why can't some of those um, flights be diverted and, and, and run out of Cork instead of Dublin?
1: Well, that's a matter for the the airlines predominantly, but there is a need for us to incentivize and and to encourage, for example, in Cork Airport, and we should pay tribute this morning to the staff at Cork Airport for the way in which they 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 deal with customers, passengers every day. There's a very positive by and large. You know, experience going through Cork Airport. It, it, it's, a, it's a brilliant one. Um, and, and to Royal Driscoll and the staff up there, we said, should say thank you. So, yes, so the part of what we need to do as a committee, I believe, is in the autumn planning for next winter and next summer, is that as part of our aviation policy, that we would encourage government. And that's why I, I, I welcome that Minister Michael McGrath was in Cork Airport a couple of weeks ago to meet with the staff there to understand that for Cork Airport, there needs to be a continuation uh, of the economic support around regional airports program to be able to have route retention, route development uh, to attract, you know, airport charges to entice uh, your air your airlines to come and use Cork Airport. And then also think the whole piece around, you know, uh, marketing and support of how the people of of no, of of up further towards Port Leash and back around Munster can use Cork as their airport as opposed to going to Dublin and then the part around Aer Lingus that I think we need to you know, have a conversation with them about is we saw in a limited way that Norwegian succeeded in transatlantic and why couldn't we have a transatlantic flight from Cork to New Jersey, Boston or New York as an example mm-hmm. because the a- airplanes that we use now are, are sufficient to be able to take off and land from Cork airport.
0: Jerry, another issue that has uh, come up today in the news is the fact that um, a second doll chamber is being considered to make politics more family friendly. But you have reservations about the viability of this plan.
1: Well, my reservation is very simple in in the context of of the institutions that are are the the Houses of the Oireachtas or Parliament. How will it work? I think, first of all, we all recognise that we need to make our Parliament more family friendly, more people friendly, uh, and that's not because of members; it's because of the st- it's, it's, it's due to the staff uh, who need to be, you know, not going home at 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the morning um, and sitting late. But it's about how we can make it a better and more efficient and a more streamlined Parliament, and I'm all for that. I, I just wonder how you could have a parallel session in in Chamber One and Chamber Two uh, in terms of the primacy of what's going on. And, and I think our, our standing order need to be reflected upon and changed. But equally, you know, we've we've seen some changes to our, our parliament in terms of voting blocks, in terms of sitting days, uh, and perhaps we need to look at how we can do a, our, our, our business better. I, I remain unconvinced about a second chamber, but I'm not against the idea, let me add. Mm. Uh, I think it's one that we look at. Maybe, and this would be unpopular amongst members, should we look at sitting on a Monday rather than uh, sitting later? But that means that, parliamentarians are away from their constituency and as you know all politics is local and there will be Mm. resistance pushback from that I think the other way we need to look at it is maybe we should look at introducing more you know you have a plenary week you have a committee week uh, and and, and having you know a a different model perhaps uh, and looking at the way in which the practices carried out in the European Parliament or another parliament, but I'm not against the idea. I just don't know how a parallel, you know, session could work, and how it would 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 it be constitutionally in order. So that's where I think we need to look at different matters in terms of teasing it out. But the one thing I think we're all agreed upon is that our parliament uh, needs to be more family friendly, friendly uh, as opposed to the way it's being operated at the moment. And that's something we have to look at in the whole, rather than just saying. You know, it's a, a second chamber needed. You know, should we sit earlier in the week in terms of a Tuesday? It's it's half two. Mm. Should cabinet meetings change to a different time? You know, and, and 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 all of these things. I think one of the things we did see that was successful was the hybrid model in terms of committee work in COVID, where you could have private meetings in 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 in. in online extensively or exclusively rather whereas you couldn't have today like for example i can't stay in cork to have a to to, to participate in the meeting today i have to drive to dublin Mm. to participate i wonder could that be changed so that we could look at different means of, of doing business but i think the main point is we should always be open to making our parliament more people friendly and more family friendly before
0: I let you go, Jerry, um, a call has just come in here, and I want to know what you think of this. It's what Senator Buttimer is saying. Good, we all agree, great points. Uh, but what he is miss, or he is missing, the elephant in the room. Dublin Airport is in charge of Cork Airport, and the company will always try and make Dublin Airport even better and treat Cork as a regional bolt-on. What's your reaction to that?
1: No, that's not true. And we've all come on a journey around the Holy Ship separation when we had the new terminal. What we've seen through involvement with Dublin Airport Authority. Is that there has been an economies of scale in terms of investment in Cork, new runway, new 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 you know fire station, substation, electricity station, different electrical walks in the runway, different ability to to be able to fund. Uh, so what we need to look at now is, on the board of the airport authority, what we need to have first of all is a Cork representative. On the board of Dublin Airport Authority, we had a wonderful uh, you know, worker r- r- director from Cork. We had, a, we had a wonderful representation from Cork. That's not there at the moment. We need to see that brought back. I, from my experience, uh, the board and the management of Dublin Airport Authority, and in particular under Dalton Phillips, who is now leaving, but under Dalton Phillips, working with Niall McCarthy in Cork Airport, you had a very strong emphasis on Cork. Uh, mm. we've seen that structural separation hasn't worked so well for Shannon in my opinion I would not like to see Cork going on its own route yeah. because I you hear know, what it's you're about, saying Jerry, but
0: like in the past um, here on this show other listeners have made the point that company promotional activities will always be geared to getting flights into Dublin to build up economies of scale
1: you know, I think that's the perception that.
0: that a lot of the listeners have. And, yeah.
1: and and there's an element of there's there's, there's a part element in that that Dublin Airport attracts because it's the capital city, it's the biggest airport. But in saying that, what we could all do is, is is to market and to sell Cork Airport by using Cork Airport more, um, and and by going after you know different parts of the, of, of Ireland to say from Portleash down, Cork Airport really is your airport. Um, and it, it is about ensuring that, yes, Cork gets its fair share from Dublin Airport Authority, that Cork Airport is able to manage in terms of marketing, promoting. And and it goes back to my fundamental point, Fiona, the whole issue of being able to route incentivize, route retention. So to negotiate with with the airlines to see Cork as not being, as you said, a bolt on, mm-hmm. but rather it is a, an airport that can be and is, you know, a counterfall to Dublin in terms of attracting your short haul. And that's why it's sorry today around Lingus the, the piece with Emerald in the short haul flights back to the UK, you know, like Bristol or, or Glasgow or, or other parts that have been, you know, taken away in terms of some of the flights to mainland Europe need to be looked at. But mm-hmm. certainly from my perspective, Cork is better within the EA than outside.
0: Okay, brilliant. Senator Jerry Bottomer, he is a member of that Aroctus Transport Committee that is going to be putting questions to the DAA and Aer Lingus today about the, the reasons for all of the travel chaos that we've seen over the last couple of months and their plans to try and um, prevent travel chaos like that from happening into the winter months. Let us know what you think. Have you flown out of Dublin Airport? What kind of an experience did you have? Have you flown out of Cork Airport? And what kind of an experience did you have with that? Oh eight one eight. Ninety-six 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 or O eight three three ninety-six ninety-six ninety-six.
1: Quartz ninety-six FM.